It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 7th of July. They're off and into the bubble. We'll talk about the Jazz as they move toward Orlando. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell's relationship spotlighted on ESPN. That'll be talked about as well, plus some other news and notes involving your Utah Jazz. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan. Thanks very much for tuning in. Appreciate it. We'll hit on all the things I mentioned before. The Jazz are off today. They are off on their way to the bubble. They will jump on a regular chartered flight. They will fly to Orlando. They will get tested upon arrival. And... At that point, they will uh, be quarantined for 36 hours, awaiting all their positive tests. And then from there, they can start their workouts. It is uh, it is going to be a long two months. The playoffs begin August 17th. So another 40 days from today. And then... The first round of the playoffs is over August 31st, so they are in probably for two months and hopefully more. It's interesting on what the expectations for this should be. So if you look at the ESPN power rankings, Clippers are the number two power ranking team, number one in the West. Lakers are three, number two in the West. Rockets, they have all the way up to five, number three in the West, saying that they will be able to tweak their micro-ball approach, quote-unquote, and be able to prepare for this and play a different style and be used to it and understand what they're doing instead of being on the fly. Remember, they were terrible right before the break. They were exhausted. They were fatigued. They weren't good. Then they have Denver as the fourth-best team in the West, Dallas as the fifth-best, and the Jazz down to 11th, Overall, and the sixth best team in the West, previous ranking for the Jazz was seven. So they've jumped the the Mavericks, the Heat, the Rockets, all above the Jazz as the Jazz head into this bubble in this playoff situation. The uncertainty for Utah is real. You know, what are our expectations for this team as they head into the bubble? One is, you know, you don't have Boyan Bogdanovich, so you don't have 20 points per game. You don't have 41% from three. You don't have the floor spread in the same way. That's certainly a major part of who the Jazz are. There's some arguments that could be made about this that could try to explain how there's areas where the Jazz will be all right. In theory, they should be okay defensively. In theory, offensively, you know, the Jazz run a lot of pick and roll with Bogdanovich. Um, I think to keep him engaged because Quinn believes in it. Our pick and roll with Bogdanovich is 0.88 points per chance. Our pick and roll with Donovan's 0.1.01. With Joe is 0.996, so really 1.0. With Mike Conley is 0.96. So 
you know, Bogdanovich runs about 8% of our pick and roll, and it's not actually great. Now, our best offensive play is the flip side, is Donovan and Bogdanovich on a pick and roll combination where they where they're peeling off each other. They have to figure out if they're switching and Donovan's able to then get some downhill action off of Bogdanovich. That's, that's generally been one of our best pick and roll combinations all season long. And the Jazz run it a decent amount. 12% of Donovan Mitchell's pick and rolls are with Boyan Bogdanovich. 4% of our overall pick and roll. Mike Conley runs a little less with Bogdanovich, but equally as successful. Conley runs over half of his pick and rolls with Rudy. That's, that's his game. Donovan runs a little less than half of his pick and rolls with Rudy. So as we head into the bubble, or as they head into the bubble, I'm not with the team. What are the expectations? And then the wild card to all this is, like as Joe Ingles said on the show yesterday, the expectation is, hey, Mike's going to probably pick up a lot of this, but like we don't know how long Mike's going to be there. His wife is due August 27th. The end of the first round of the playoffs is August 31st. The playoffs start August 17th. Now, 40 weeks is a pregnancy at 36 and 37 and 38, depending on size. You can start to play around with nature and try to induce and do all these crazy things. And so maybe, you know, I don't know. Like, do they try to get the pregnancy done before playoffs? Seems like an unfortunate Decisions that have to be made. You know, you go down 2-0-3-1, you know, you're, you're, you're about to be released from the bubble. Maybe it makes it a little bit, um, you know, makes it a little, makes it a little easier. Um, who knows? It all, it all plays out. But it's going to be, it's hard when you try to look at our expectations. You know, our goal certainly when the year started was to get out of the first round of the playoffs. I'm not sure that's a fair expectation at this point. With all that's taken place, all the wackiness, all the weirdness, and then a major injury to your number one free agent acquisition in the offseason, is it fair at this point to expect the Jazz to get out of the first round of the playoffs? And if they don't get out of the first round of the playoffs, is it a big, you know, misstep? Uh, at this point, I'd probably say no. We'll see how the seeding plays out. Dallas is the team I think is most likely to be able to pull an upset. Denver's the team, along with Utah, I think is most likely to get upset. Utah, obviously, with these injuries, the Mike Conley situation is most likely to get upset. We can't, like, let's, you know, we can get upset and pretend we're being wronged, but let's be honest about it. That's, that's the truth, man. It's going to be wild. It's long. Everything is going to be intensified. Every emotion, every feeling, both good and bad, are going to be intensified. Every little teammate thing that's a pain is going to be intensified negatively. Every bonding moment that is positive is going to be intensified. Every serious, great conversation is going to be even better. Every serious flare-up is going to be worse because there's no way to separate from what's going on. And that's going to intensify this along the way. The Jazz are taking all of their players and going to 
uh, take a select number of their coaches and their support staff. But Justin Wright Foreman, Jarrell Brantley, Jawan Morgan, Mia One, all of the Jazz players will get this experience. Uh, regardless of whether you think they're actually going to play or not. I, I think there's a chance Jarrell Brantley and Jawan Morgan play. I think there's limited chance that Mia One or Justin Wright Foreman get time. I don't know how you sample Jarrell Brantley and Jawan Morgan, but there is an opportunity to do it. We're just a little short on who can play the backup four minutes and how we're going to fill all those four minutes from Bogdanovich. The fact is, like we can say, well, George Niang picks up some of them, Royce and Joe. Like we already are pretty far along with minutes played on many of those guys. Like it's not as though Joe was short on minutes, right? Like if that makes sense. Like you look at our minutes played, 33 minutes of Bogdanovich. Okay, well, Joe Ingles was playing 29.9 minutes a game. He's not... He's not going much higher than that. Royce O'Neal was playing 29.1. He might go to 33 or 34, but we're you're that's four. We've added four minutes. Mike Conley's at 28.6. That was on purpose. Okay, he might go to 31, 32. Now we've added seven. Jordan Clarkson's at 25. Maybe he's gonna go to 30 because we're gonna play small a lot. I'm not sure how well he matches with you know, have on the floor with everyone else for extended period of time, but we're going to probably find out. Okay, now we're up to 12. We still got 20 minutes we got to fill here. George Yang's not jumping to 33. He might jump, and I love George, but is he more than an 18-minute-a-night player? Okay, now I got 15 minutes I got to fill. So is that Emmanuel Moutier? Playing 15 minutes a night and just playing all guards with Rudy? Is that somehow Jawan Morgan or Jarrell Brantley getting time? Like, I, I actually, be honest, I think we've, the, the loss of Bogdanovich's 33 minutes a night is a massive issue on how the Jazz are going to fill this gap. We have not talked about it enough. All right, Rudy and Donovan spotlighted in ESPN. We'll talk about that as we continue on the show. Today's show brought to you in part by rockauto.com rockauto.com where you get the reliably low prices the unbelievably easy to navigate website and a catalog that's unique with every part available for your vehicle you choose the brand the specifications the prices you prefer rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts for your hundreds of manufacturers and rockauto.com gives you the same reliably low price for professionals or do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com now to see and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box when you go there that's rockauto.com reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com put locked on in the how did you hear about us section today's show is also brought to you by my friends at murdoch hyundai if you're going to go stop by Murdoch Hyundai, give me an email first, dlock09 at gmail.com. dlock09 at gmail.com. And let me know so that I can set you up with whether it's Jason Kreese in the 
at the 4646 South State Street, whether it's Blake himself down in Linden, uh, whether it's one of the other Murdoch brothers up in Logan, I want to make sure that you have the best experience you can have going to Murdoch Hyundai. When you price out the car and you look at all the details, you're going to see the same thing I do and why we've bought two of them. Murdoch Hyundai gives you the best features, value, safety features for the dollar you can have. That's what Hyundai brings to the table. And we want to make sure that you have an unbelievable experience with Murdoch, a no regrets experience. So email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. When you go and look at Murdoch, if you're shopping for a car right now, at least take a second and check out the Hyundai and see what you can get. Whether it's the Santa Fe that we have two of, or you want something a little bit smaller like the Kona or the Tucson, the new Sonata I'm driving right now is amazing. So check it all out. It is Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. So Tim McMahon wrote a massive piece about the Donovan and Rudy relationship. It's well done. Tim's very good at what he does. Um, and it's, it's not anything new. But it's got some details to it. It's become perfectly aware to us that Donovan was not pleased after the, when things went uh, down after COVID-19. And what has become clear to us since is that there was a little friction in that relationship from various reports beforehand. Donovan basically said in a, Media session, it's no different than what any two star players ever go through. There's never been in our league two, like the script of what Donovan and Rudy are trying to do is incredibly difficult. Two players rising up at the same time, collectively trying to figure themselves out, their roles out, their spot in the league, how to get the most recognition possible, how to win the most, how to learn how to win. Young players don't win. Young players go through, you know, bumps in the road along the way. LaMarcus Aldridge and Damian Lillard, like the stories there that LaMarcus Aldridge got upset because Dame Lillard's name was first on billboards and his bobblehead was celebrated first. I don't know if that's true, but it gets ridiculous. We've seen Shaq and Kobe. We've seen Shaq and Penny. We've seen Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid have all sorts of like supposed issues. It's really, really hard for two young players to rise up together and find a way to do it. As Donovan said... So I feel like in a work environment, you're not going to always get along or go out and eat or hang out with teammates. So that's that. Right. There's nothing about Donovan and Rudy that naturally makes them best friends. They're very different. The only thing about them that's similar is that Denver traded both of them to Utah and they've risen up as amazing stars at the exact same time and now have the burden of understanding that at a very young, inexperienced age and that neither of them were stars from the beginning and so both of them are trying to prove themselves at all times. There's a really interesting 
game that's being played inside all of this with young players. And that's the idea of I just want to win, but I want a legacy and I want my spot in the league. And remember, the general rule in the league, and frankly in all parts of life, is that an individual is going to try to establish their own value before they worry about anyone else. So whether it's a salesperson in your office, whether it's a rising business person in an office, whatever it is, they're worried about the company when they reach and they're being fulfilled and being taken care of. In the NBA, each individual is trying to establish their own personal value in the league and their spot in the league, and then they'll worry about winning. I'll never forget, this was early in my career, probably the mid-90s. I know I'm old. And Kenny Anderson signed a contract and I interviewed him like two days later and he said, well, now I can worry about winning. I was like, oh, wow. We're pretty lucky. We got two guys that are worrying about winning while we're in the midst of this. But they're worrying about legacy and the All-Star game was crazily important to both of them and how they fit in the league and how they're going to be remembered and their shoe deals and what their shoe deals are and all of the things that young players are worried about while simultaneously trying to win. And are those congruent or incongruent? It's very complicated. If you, you can very easily say, well, I'm trying to build my legacy up to be remembered and I'm trying to win. And as the player feel as though those are the exact same thing and then actually have your actions not necessarily have those two things be congruent. And yet you think you're being completely the best you can be for your team. That's an age and an experience thing. So what's going on here is not uncommon. As someone said in the story, it's a scale of two to 10 in court to NBA drama, but it became a story. They didn't talk for an extended period of time. As Tim McMahon talks about, they finally straightened out. They were, as we've talked about a ton on this program, they were scared. They were, there was fear involved and they didn't have anything to do to bring them together. This has been my point the whole time. What COVID did and what the stoppage of play did, the relationship of Donovan and Rudy is based on shared experiences of winning. That's the good part of their relationship. The, the good, they're, they're not holding deep conversations about maturing and that, that's not their deal. So their shared experiences, which is what brings all of us together and what your friendships are based on and what your relationships are based on, whether it's coworkers or whatever, were shared basketball experiences and COVID took those away. You know, Rudy says it. Our relationship's not going to be perfect. We just have to respect one another. So they both have to be, that, that's the key thing. They got to be careful about when they're not respecting each other. When do they each have a moment of self, I don't know, like self-centeredness that they suddenly don't respect the other one? That's a progression. Will this bring them together? Maybe. Usually, frankly, this is what brings people together. Or will this make them have an understanding? It's going to be interesting. This is where, and frankly, going into the bubble might be great, might be awful. I have no idea. Because... We have no experience on how this is all going to play out. You know, so one coach said to me, strange times, can't wait until to see what happens. 
That's the best way to sum it up. None of us have any idea what they're embarking upon in the bubble. It's why I actually opened the show with the team leaving, going in the bubble, and what the expectations are, rather than the Rudy Donovan number one conversation, because all of this is now clouded inside of how does everyone react inside the bubble? Maybe our guys are going to come together, be in better shape, suddenly surprise people, pull upsets. Their shared experience is amazing. They survive without Boyan. They feel great together. They upset somebody in the first round of the playoffs. They get fortunate and get Oklahoma City in the first round. They upset them. Fortune because Steven Adams is near the basket, keeps Rudy near the basket. Fortune because they play a lot of guards, we could play small. They're the right matchup for us right now. Houston probably gets interesting. We could play small with them as well. So, you know, it's an interesting balance of stardom, of legacy, of winning. Are they all the same at the same time? Is building your legacy also the same thing as winning, as is the same thing as rising your start, pick, rising in stardom? Those things are all, you know, very, very difficult to differentiate and for a 24 or a 27 year old player hard to understand the difference fact is these guys are pretty good together right donovan and rudy as i said donovan runs about 50 percent of his pick and rolls with rudy they average about 1.05 points per per time i'm i'm telling you that there aren't that many uh, uh, there aren't that many groups that are better you know it's a pretty fabulous combination And that's the best they've been in their career. They they have gotten better over the years. So they're, you know, in the midst of all of this, the funniest part is they're improving. If you go back and look at their pick and roll numbers last year, they weren't very good. They were 0.92 points per pick and roll. This year, they're way better. Their pick and roll game is a, Rudy's gotten better. Donovan's gotten better. Is 1.06. So they've gotten way better together. And in turn, we have... The other one that I think's lost to this is like the Jazz were the fourth best team in the West in a loaded West, pretty much matching what everyone expected them to do this year. Some more interesting comments from Jazz players and a thought on Tony Bradley yesterday. We'll let you hear it tomorrow. Jazz and the uh, heading to Orlando today. And we start to have games here pretty soon. We're inching ever so close to basketball. Today's show brought to you by The Store. Oh, the good people of The Store. Utah's own The Store. 6200 South, 20th East, also located down at the gateway. I kind of love the different feel of the two. The 6200 South, 20th East Store, you walk in. You got the community feel right away. You've got the young checkers helping the older people out with their bags. You got everybody following the appropriate rules for the safety. And you you come in, and there's usually a special little item there. Sometimes it's Cake to Floors, a local company. To your right-hand side, you've got the mudslide cookies and all the great. And the mudslide cookies are great. And all the, the locked on mudslide ice cream and all the super elements there. The June Pies, another local company that's there. And then you head back to the back left corner and you've got the pre-made meals, whether it's the enchiladas or the chicken pot pies. Enchilada time all the year. Chicken pot pie is a winter thing. And the great, and they got some grab and goes. They got the ribs that are set there. You can just go grab and heat up for you. They got the super selected meats that they've taken from the very split. The brisket from the group up in Logan. 
great stuff all the way around. They've got their uh, the fish and various ones that have been maybe marinated for you or coated for you or the kebabs that are ready. It's just great. It's at 600 South, 20th East. That's the, the story. Then if you go down the gateway, it's a little bit urban. You feel like you're a little bit in the city. You got all the same stuff, all the great flavor, all the great Utah owns, the jellies and the chips and the all the Utah companies, but you, it's a little more cramped and feels urban. It feels kind of awesome. Two great places. The store, 600 South, 20th East, as well as at the Gateway downtown. Stop by and see and get your mudslide cookie and feel free to send me a little tweet. Tell me how great the mudslide cookie is. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30 plus health conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. That's Freshly.com slash locked on NBA. All right, so we've been hearing from our jazz players for a little while. One of the cool things yesterday was we talked with Jordan Clarkson, who was just himself, and we talked with Tony, uh, we talked with uh, Emmanuel Moutier, and we talked with Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley is growing up so beautifully. You know, it's an he's a 19-year-old kid who went to North Carolina for part of the year. He's from a very small town. His dad was a preacher, or is a preacher. And uh, the... They were both, you know, he grew up in this, and he was pretty sheltered, quiet kid. He was sweet. He was nice. You could see it in him, but there wasn't much personality. There wasn't a lot of confidence that I'm going to go get better. He ends up spending a ton of time in the G League. He's worked a ton with Vince Lagarza recently, and the guy we talked to yesterday was so dramatically different. He talked about using the time during COVID to try to improve on his weaknesses. Okay, well, that takes a level of confidence you just have to have to be able to suddenly see that and believe that in yourself. He talked about that he doesn't like cameras and working with cameras, so he practiced working on that. His personality came out yesterday. I probably have known Tony a little better than a lot of guys. I talked to him a decent amount, um, you know, uh, throughout the years and kind of gotten to know. And, he, and, and so I've always been comfortable in seeing this. But I've known this little personality is in him, and now you're seeing it come out even more. That's going to show on the floor. Now, hey, Tony's not like, maybe he's going to be able to shoot some threes, stretch it out. He's been working on that. He's not a traditional, like, modern day, put it on the deck, spread, pass big. He's kind of more the, the Rudy Gobert backup. and But a great offensive rebounder in a day and age where offensive rebounding is de- it's becoming, I think, more important because it's diminishing so much inside the game. And so I, I think Tony's going to have a role. He was very good before the break. I think he'll be the most improved player uh, post-break. He's been 
really working out hard and playing with confidence, but it was so evident and obvious in that conversation how different a person he is. We're beginning to have today, as I'm doing this podcast, a flood of players not participating in the restart. The Washington Wizards have announced that Bradley Beal will not play due to a shoulder injury. Uh, If he doesn't play, it's illegal, so you have to have a reason. Spencer Dinwiddie will sit out the NBA restart out of an abundance of caution following COVID. I don't understand one aspect of this. I've not had COVID, but I don't understand. If you've had COVID and you're through it and you can't get it again, why aren't you playing? I don't get that. The Bradley Beal not playing, I think is the Wizards don't want to make the playoffs. And as... Brooklyn dropped Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan and all their players. They suddenly have a chance of making the playoffs, and I don't know they want him. So you've got a funny little game going on there of teams trying to almost avoid the reseeding game in my ta- is my take on it. I, no one said that, but it feels this way. I, I think that the way that with, I, I just don't know the details here, but just my take is with the way the world's going right now and our inability to control COVID in the United States and the increase in cases, meaning that it's almost uncontrollable. The bubble seems to me like the safest place to be right now. Maybe the most annoying and maybe a hindrance and maybe all sorts of things like that. But boy, it seems to me that if I had a chance, I get into the bubble and I'm feeling pretty safe. So who knows? Dwight Howard will play in the bubble. The Orlando Magic have arrived or are on their way to entering the bubble. The Jazz fly today and will enter the bubble as well. It's underway, people. It's going to be a very slow trickling of news for the next few days. But it's going to be really, really interesting times. And to see how it all plays out. All right, we'll hear more from some of the Jazz players over the next few days. Kevin Pelton joined Locked On Grizzlies today as the shows continue with amazing work across our network. So make sure you go grab Locked On Grizzlies today with Kevin Pelton on the show. Have a wonderful day. Thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On Jazz. Talk to you tomorrow. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.